Welcome to the audio podcast of the weekly sermon of the First Presbyterian Church of Brooklyn. As we begin to repopulate our historical and recently renovated sanctuary for worship, online worship will continue Sunday morning at 11 a.m. We are live on firstchurchbrooklyn.org, as well as the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Now, this week's message. So let's pray, church. Your word, O God, is a light to our path and a lamp to our feet. We pray for strength to go where you guide our steps. And on this Trinity Sunday, we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I will be preaching from the book of Jeremiah over the next three Sundays. How many of you are familiar with the book of Jeremiah? Okay. How many of you have read it? It's 52 chapters. You might want to read it over the next, like, three weeks because we're, be, we're going to be deep in it. And we're going to be exploring Jeremiah from different perspectives. So the sermon title this Sunday is How to Be a Good Ancestor. That's going to be the sermon title for the next three Sundays. Um, this week, I'm looking at it from the perspective of Asian Americans and my conversations with uh, Min Jin Lee. Next week, it'll be the Juneteenth edition, and Pride Sunday will be the Pride edition. So what does it mean to become a good ancestor? The title of the sermon was inspired by Leila Saad in her similarly titled book. Saad says, we all have a part to play in making the world of love and justice that we long for. And that brings us to this morning's prophet, Jeremiah. Jeremiah lived in and preached to the southern kingdom of Judah. Judah lived in fear that the destruction that befell the northern kingdom of Israel would also visit them. Judah also lived in hope that the two kingdoms would one day be reunited. Well. What ultimately happened is that the northern kingdom was relegated to history as the lost ten tribes of Israel. And Judah was threatened by and ultimately succumbed to the force of the rising Babylonian empire. So with the rise of the Babylonian empire, God called the prophet Jeremiah a young person to speak out against the unfaithfulness of the leaders and the people. Now, as you might imagine, Jeremiah was not popular. He criticized the moral, religious, and political compromises that were being made in his time. And he was often threatened and often thrown into jail. So after about 30 years, three decades of prophesying to a community that really didn't want to hear what he had to say, Jeremiah Jeremiah saw the Babylonians take many of his people away into exile. The year was 597 BCE. This is a very important year in biblical history. The Babylonians took the ruling class, they took the merchants, and they took the artisans into exile. Now, one prophet from the royal court proclaimed that the exile would only last for two years, but Jeremiah knew that prophet was simply telling the people what they wanted to hear. That prophet did not speak the truth. Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet because his book covers several stormy periods in the history of ancient Israel. 
Also, the book of Jeremiah was put together at a time when people were struggling to make sense of a traumatic past, not unlike ourselves in this COVID world. Jeremiah's story blends and merges different events and periods in his life, a life that spans the reign of five different kings of Judah. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, because his story covers difficult times, Jeremiah has a word for us. So today's message was intended to be a sermonic conversation with the celebrated award-winning author and activist Min Jin Lee. How many of you were expecting to see Min Jin Lee this morning? I apologize. It was a really tough week, and I forgot to put that in the newsletter. She's not here, y'all. Um, she has COVID, not to be funny about the COVID part, um, and is coming out. She's got a few more days, and Min was um, praying and trying to think about how she could still come. And I was like, girl, just stay home. So she's at home, and I ask that you keep her and her family in your prayers for healing. But what I'm going to offer this morning are lessons on becoming a good ancestor that I've learned from the prophet Jeremiah and from Min Jin Lee. Jeremiah was not unlike Moses, and perhaps not unlike many of us. He was hesitant to speak when he was called upon to speak. He thought he was too young. But you'll remember in the reading that Jenny did that God touched his mouth and put in him the words he needed to fulfill God's call in his life. Becoming a good ancestor, someone who helps the world towards love and justice, includes trusting that God will give you what is needed to answer your call. It means going where God sends you and believing that you'll be given what you need despite your hesitation and your doubt. Jeremiah went where God was sending him, but he was not welcomed where he showed up because he was not invited. He was, in fact, seen as an irritation who made folks uncomfortable. Jeremiah was impolite. He used aggressive, in-your-face approaches to shake people from their complacency. Instead of a gentle approach that encouraged and coaxed people into better versions of themselves, Jeremiah described what God would do if folk didn't shape up, and it was not pretty. Jeremiah told the people that God intended them to be his bride, but instead they were like a prostitute with their legs open to anyone who was interested. See, Jeremiah was harsh. He said, you're worshiping idols and you're forgetting about the God who loves you. So God, through the prophet Jeremiah, said, amend your ways and your doings and let me dwell with you in this place. So sometimes becoming a good ancestor means making the unpopular comment, pointing out the offensive behavior, highlighting the stinky, smelly actions, and making people aware of what they refuse to see. I just want to say, sometimes that's what becoming a good ancestor means. If you do that all the time, you're not going to have a lot of friends. So sometimes, just, so just put that in your quiver. It's one, one tool. I learned from my email and text conversations with men what it means to become a good ancestor as well. Be clear about your call. And be clear about your gifts. 
Min was happy to come this morning and have a conversation with me, but she was not going to preach. I asked her several times. She was clear that she was the writer and the activist, and I was the preacher. I still think she preaches with her life and her writing, and if you haven't read her books, I encourage you to, but you have to honor someone when they're clear about their call and their gifts. Next, Min taught me, do your research. Read your Bible. I said before, there are 52 chapters in the book of Jeremiah. And when Min and I were preparing for this morning, she wrote to tell me that she planned to read all 52 in preparation for today's conversation. She is an outstanding researcher. And becoming good ancestors requires that of us, church. Know your history and know the history of other people in the world. In the work of love and justice, none of us can afford to ignore history. And while you don't need a PhD in any topic to do the work you are called to do, becoming a good ancestor means you have a basic working knowledge of the arena you've been called to step into. Min Jin Lee was here before, and it's been nearly four years since she visited, and I was struck then, as I am now, by her amazing research skills. She spent 10 years researching each of the two books that she wrote. And I was inspired to reach out to her this year because, again, of her amazing research that I heard on a podcast called Asian Enough. If you've never heard of it, I highly recommend it. She was talking about the importance of history, but not just her history. She said what I hear very few people saying, especially in this time and age. She said this. When we say we are not going to teach global history in high school, whose fault is that? When there are whole chapters left behind, whose fault is that? We need to read Ronald Takaki's Strangers from a Different Shore. Uh, Takaki is a Japanese writer. But then she went on to say this. Every American should know African-American history in high school, not in college, in high school. And that's important. And also, I think you should know LGBTQ history. There. I said it. And if you don't know it, you're going to be missing out on a humongous understanding of the world, not just America, the world, end quote. Min teaches us that becoming a good ancestor is developing an understanding of the world, and not just our piece of it, but the world in its entirety. So we have Jeremiah standing outside the temple rebuking the people. God is not on your side, he says. God is coming for you. Jeremiah confronts us with the brokenness of our relationship with God and God's creation, and we cannot escape his scolding. As for men, this author, activist, wife, mother, from the ether of podcasts and the pages of books, she invites us all into historical narratives that are bigger than us, perhaps unfamiliar to us, but so very necessary for the healing and wholeness of God's good creation. I appreciate her perspective because it reminds us of the importance of constellation work, communal work, stars shining brightly and powerfully 
together. Some of us call this intersectionality. Becoming good ancestors means seeing one another as the stars that we are. And the poet that you're about to hear says, when you shine, I shine. And he also asks, are you here for it? Are you ready? And I hope it's the church that we are. Please meditate on this poem. When I shine, you shine. And when we shine together as a set of stars, we're a constellation. The work of social justice is like this. We want everyone shining bright in our individual roles, but in our interlocked power together. But how do we do that? Policy. I could say poetry because that's the cooler word, but if the poetry isn't also policy, then the light stops after the poem. Policy means our rules, laws, and systems. It means protecting our elders when they're under attack and our children when they're bullied. Policy means food, clothing, housing, healthcare, education, and jobs. It means knowing who we are, getting that real data, even from the most marginalized amongst us. It means investing in our communities. Policy means pushing back against hate with fierce love. Policy means our stars aren't invisible because of the pollution in the city skies. It means doing all we can to see each other as the stars that we are. It means knowing each other's history and how we're intertwined. It means acknowledging we can appear scattered at times and knowing where we need to be in coalition. When you shine, I shine. That's also called solidarity. And solidarity is seeing past the pollution, seeing past the myths that divide us. Myths like the model minority stereotype for Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. The lies that somehow black people deserve more incarceration and surveillance. The delusion that says Latinx children need to be separated and thrown into detention camps. The fallacy that native people only exist in the past and that this land isn't theirs. As Yuri Kochiyama said, life is not what you alone make it. Life is the input of everyone who touched your life and every experience that entered it. We are all part of one another. When we shine together as a set of stars, we're a constellation. That's the work. Are you here for it? Are you ready to shine? I'm here for So church, this is how we become good ancestors. When you shine, I shine. And when we shine together, we are a constellation, a constellation that outshines the pollution of the isms. Jeremiah said, for if you truly amend your ways and your doings, if you truly act justly one with another, if you do not oppress the alien, the orphan, 
and the widow or shed innocent blood in this place. And if you do not go after other gods to your own hurt, then I will dwell with you in this place, in the land that I gave to your ancestors forever and ever. I believe Min would have highlighted this for us had she been able to be here this morning. Again, please keep her in your prayers for healing. Keep doing the gospel work, church. Keep shining together to the glory of God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust you are fed as well as challenged by the content. This audio archive supplements a video library of the entire service. The video, along with music from our internationally recognized gospel choir, is available on firstchurchbrooklyn.org. We provide hybrid worship options with both in-person and online worship Sunday morning at 11 a.m. We are live in the sanctuary, as well as firstchurchbrooklyn.org and the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Visit firstchurchbrooklyn.org for more information on safety protocols and pre-registration options. Remember that now, as always, you are loved.